ladies and gentlemen, I want to share with you that some of you already know that it's hard. It's not easy. How's it going, everybody? I'm your host, Dylan Trevino, and you're listening to another episode of the Hoop View Podcast. If this is your first time listening to my podcast, make sure to go check out some of my previous episodes before you listen to this one. And also make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast. And if you want to get all the updates from my podcast, make sure to turn on the post notifications. And for all the regular Hoopview Podcast listeners, thank you so much for all the support y'all continue to give me every single day. I really appreciate it and it encourages me to get better and better as I continue to post episodes. And if you are a huge Hoopview fan, make sure to check out my shirts on Instagram and Twitter and let me know if you'd like to purchase one. And if you already bought a Hoopview shirt, don't worry, I have big plans coming in the future for the Hoopview merch. Before I get into the topic I'm going to be covering today, I'd like to give you a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Tina Odom with Sweet Tea Photography. Contact Tina Odom for all your photography needs from senior pictures to family photos. Tina happens to be the person who took pictures of me in my photo shoot I did for my Hoopview shirts, and I can promise you she will go to extreme lengths to get the best picture possible. So with that being said, let's get to the stuff you came here to listen to. For this episode, the topic I'm going to be covering are future and current small town Texas college hoopers. For this topic, I'm going to be getting some insight on the recruiting process and college basketball experience through the eyes of small town Texas basketball players. Not only did I want to get some insight from these players, but I wanted to shine some light on the talent that we have here in Texas. In my opinion, South Texas is one of the most underrated places that is looked at for basketball talent. To see how others felt about the recruiting in South Texas and other small towns, I talked to some players from Texas that have received college offers, players that have signed letters of intent to play college basketball, and some college players who came from small towns here in Texas. The first player I got to talk to was Joshua Chesney. To give some background on Chesney, he is a class of 2021 shooting guard slash small forward from London High School in London, Texas. So far in high school, Chesney has received awards such as District Newcomer of the Year, All-South Texas Newcomer of the Year, All-South Texas First Team his sophomore and junior year, District Offensive MVP his sophomore year, District MVP his junior year, and is the all-time leading scorer at his high school. He has also received college offers from Arlington Baptist College, Southwestern University, Texas Lutheran University, and Trinity University. In my opinion, not many players get recruited out of South Texas because most coaches down South are focused more on football since Texas is such a big football state. So one of the questions that I asked Chesney was who helps him with his recruiting. He replied with, I have a person that reaches out to schools for me and sends them clips. He used to be a college coach, so he knows a lot of coaches. He also said, Coach Laver, my coach at London, helps me reach out to schools as well. I really liked hearing this from Chesney because it showed me that there are some coaches who take time to help their players get recruited. Like I said before, I believe South Texas is underappreciated when it comes to basketball. So another question I asked Chesney was, do you believe it is harder for basketball players in South Texas to get noticed? He responded with, I think South Texas is one of the most under-recruited places in all of America. We have some real hoopers here that don't get noticed, especially in the senior class. I think they can make some real noise in college, but schools just don't really look down here. I really like the insight Chesney gave from a player's point of view on South Texas basketball. Make sure to check him out next season during his final year of high school basketball. And after high school basketball, where will Chesney play at next? According to him, the biggest thing that will decide where he goes is how bad each school wants him. He said, I will probably end up going to the school that recruits me the hardest out of all of them. So for all you London fans, you'll have to wait and see. But wherever Chesney chooses to go, I wish him the best of luck. 
The next player I got to interview was KJ Pruitt, and if you don't know this guy's name, I'm sure you will in the future. To give you some background on KJ Pruitt, he's a senior point guard at Louisville High School in Louisville, Texas. After graduating, Pruitt has decided to attend Cushing Academy for a postgraduate high school year after missing his senior year due to an injury. While in high school, he was awarded defensive MVP. While in high school, he was awarded defensive MVP for three seasons. He is ranked 17th in the state of Texas and has received offers from schools such as LSU, Ohio State, TCU, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Tulsa, and Baylor University. With Pruitt having offers from such big D1 universities, I asked him what would help him decide which school to attend. He replied, just a coach who gets up and down, is stable with a winning program, and produces great point guards. Being ranked number 17th in the state of Texas is no joke. So another question I asked him was, what does it take to have an opportunity to play at the next level? He responded with, hard work and being determined to get better every day. Even with me having surgery, now I have to come back harder. This kid seems to have a bright future in his basketball career, so I had to ask him what advice would you give to the younger players trying to get a basketball scholarship coming from a small town. He said, I will tell them don't worry about rankings. Just run your own race and everything will play out like you want if you stay focused and keep your grades up. Wise words coming from a very knowledgeable and driven athlete. He hasn't let anything stop him so far and I don't think he ever will. And I wish him nothing but the best in the future. Again, I just want to give a big shout out to Chesney and Pruitt for taking time out of their day to answer some of my questions. A couple of other players I talked to are two seniors that have signed letters of intent to play college basketball. Both of them are from South Texas, so I wanted to hear their stories about how they were recruited and their opinions on making it out of a small town. The first future college basketball player I talked to was Daniel Rinza. To give some background on Daniel, he is a graduating senior point guard at Port Isabel High School in Port Isabel, Texas. Some awards Daniel has received in high school are District Newcomer of the Year his sophomore year, his junior year he was District MVP, All-Valley Offensive Player of the Year, and was also named to the TABC 4A All-Regional Team. His senior year, he received first-team All-District, first-team All-Valley, and was named to the TABC 4A All-Regional Team for a second time and was chosen to play in the RGV BCA All-Star Game. These awards and his hard work have allowed him to have the opportunity to play college basketball at Central Methodist University next season. With Daniel coming from a town so far down south, I wanted to know how recruiting began for him and what the process was like. When I asked how his recruiting began and who helped him with his recruiting, he responded by saying, my college recruiting began the summer going into my junior year. I had some out-of-state schools emailing me already and Central Methodist came to watch me play in person my junior season. He also said, my travel coach Polo Sanchez and his wife helped me with my recruiting. His wife would get emails from colleges and she would let me and my family know more about the schools. When Daniel told me about his AAU coach and his coach's wife helping him get recruited, I felt some joy because his summer coach was taking his own time to help a kid make his dreams come true. Shout out to you, Coach Sanchez. Coming from Port Isabel, I asked Daniel how it felt making it out of such a small community. He said, it's a great feeling. I feel like I've opened up doors for these kids here. I think I gave more hope to my community by going to the next level. I'm sure Daniel has made his family and his community very proud. I know the transition from high school to college will be tough, but to me, Daniel seems to be ready for the challenge. Good luck to him next season at CMU. I don't know why it took so long, but this interview was a big one for me because this is the first girl that I have ever talked about on the Hoopview podcast. So with that being said, the second player that signed a letter of intent to play college basketball next season is Sierra Sandoval. To give some background on Sierra, she is a class of 2020 shooting guard at Santa Gertrudis Academy in Kingsville, Texas. Some of the awards that she's received in high school are first team all district her sophomore year, district defensive MVP her junior year, and in her senior year, she received co-district MVP, 
and was named to the All-South Texas third team. And after her senior season ended, on April 30, 2020, Sierra committed to North American University to further her education and basketball career. I really wanted to talk to Sierra not only because she came from such a small town, but also because she is one of the only girls I've heard about commit to play college basketball. When I asked her when her recruiting started, she said, I have always thought about playing college ball, but it wasn't until January of 2020 when I actually started looking into the process. Since I started reaching out to schools late in the season, I knew it was going to be tough to find a school that still had spots open. Luckily, Sierra did end up finding a school that would allow her to keep playing basketball. I know I've said getting recruited in South Texas was difficult, but I wanted to find out how Sierra felt about girls basketball down South. When I asked Sierra if she felt that it was harder to get noticed in South Texas and if it was even harder for girls, she responded by saying, I would have to say yes, only because South Texas isn't really a place where people make a big deal about basketball, more or less girls. I think girls basketball in general doesn't get as much attention as other sports do. I totally agree with Sierra's statement because I've personally made a trip to the girls UIL regional basketball tournament this year and saw just how much talent goes unnoticed. And that's just me only being there for two days. Just imagine how much unknown talent these ladies have all over the United States. Thank you so much, Daniel and Sierra, for taking the time to talk to me. And I hope you'll have an amazing time in your first year of college basketball next season. After I had talked to these younger athletes about the recruiting process and difficulties coming from small towns, I wanted to get some insight from players that have experience playing college ball. The next two players I talked to also came from small towns in South Texas. Some of the information I was trying to get was their own personal recruiting process stories their transition from high school to college, and what it takes to play at the next level. So the first college player that I talked to was Hinaro Elizondo. Elizondo is a shooting guard that graduated in 2019 from San Isidro High School in San Isidro, Texas. Audience beware, I'm about to throw a lot of letters at you. While in high school, he was named to the RGV BCA Sub 5A All-Valley Offensive Team, the RGV BCA Sub 5A All-Valley First Team, the TABC All-Region 2A Team, and the RGV BCA Senior All-Star Game. And after graduating high school, Elizondo chose to attend North Lake College in Irving, Texas. Since Elizondo had spent a year at North Lake College, I wanted to hear what he thought it took to play college basketball. He said, in my opinion, to be able to play college basketball, you have to work hard, endlessly push yourself to your limits, and set personal goals. I wanted to be the best player out on the court no matter what. Even if I played great, it wasn't enough for me. I had to perform better every single day. Coming from such a small school district, I wanted to know if Elizondo himself believed it was harder for basketball players to make it out of South Texas. He replied, it's a lot harder for kids from South Texas to be able to go play college ball. There are great college level players throughout South Texas that are overlooked just because where we are from. Coming from a 2A school, we never had coaches watching our games, recruiting programs like Huddle, or even game film. I had to go out and do everything on my own with the help of my family and AAU basketball. I've personally seen Elizondo play in person and even played against him in high school. Seeing his growth over the years has been a great experience for me and it was really cool to see him get a scholarship. And I hope he continues to improve as his college career goes on. And I had to say one of the best for last with the final player I talked to being Jake Majors. Majors is a shooting guard that graduated in 2018 from Veterans Memorial High School in Corpus Christi, Texas. While attending Veterans Memorial in his junior year, Majors made a trip to the UIL State Tournament and in his senior year received first team all district and was a district champion. After graduating from Veterans Memorial, Majors chose to attend Texas A&M Kingsville to continue his education and basketball career. As some of you may know, I attend Texas A&M Kingsville as well and have seen Majors play a good amount of times. When I decided the topic for this episode, I knew I had to interview Majors and learn more about how he was recruited to Texas A&M Kingsville. When I asked him about his recruiting process, he told me, 
When it comes to recruiting, I was not really recruited coming out of high school. I actually played soccer and had a couple of places looking at me, but I fell in love with basketball and really decided that's what I wanted to do. Coach Estelle, the head coach of Texas A&M Kingsville, saw me play a couple of times while recruiting my other teammate, Will Shire. He basically told me that he was going to give me an opportunity and I was going to make the most out of it. Majors has been a part of the A&M Kingsville basketball team for two seasons and he definitely has improved a lot from his first season to his second. With him making this jump, I wanted to know how the transition was from high school to college ball. He responded with, When it comes to the transition, it is a totally different game. Everyone is faster, bigger, stronger, and it is a very fast-paced game. There is never a moment when you can relax because a player will take advantage of you. Also, the amount of space on the court seems to be diminished. It's the same size court, but everyone covers ground a lot quicker and closes the gaps that appear to be open. It is something to get used to. Also, with a three-point line back and a shot clock, you really have to make sure what a good shot selection is and keep that in mind. Since Majors has the most experience out of everyone that I talked to today with college basketball, I wanted him to give some advice to the younger players trying to make it out of small towns. He said to the younger players that are trying to play basketball, know that anything is possible. About two years ago, there was no way I could play at the level that I was at. But if you work hard in improving your skill and really be honest with yourself on where you're at as a player, you can improve. Also believe in yourself. It is a different level and if you don't have confidence in yourself, no one will. Major seems to have a good head on his shoulders and I'm sure he will do great things for Texas A&M Kingsville. Best of luck next season, Drake. And before I end this episode, I'd like to give you another word from our sponsors. This episode is also sponsored by Fred Salinas with the Badger Bulletin. Make sure to check out the Badger Bulletin to stay informed about everything that is happening in the Badger community. I know it's hard right now to stay positive through these tough times, but that doesn't mean we should stop interacting with our Badger family. Make sure to post all your favorite memories to the Badger Bulletin and stay positive through these hard times. And don't forget to use the hashtag HoopView to your post. And with that being said, that is the end of this episode of the HoopView Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to tune in on Spotify and Apple Podcasts every Sunday for my newest episodes. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast, and make sure to turn on the post notifications so you're getting all the updates about my podcast. Also, feel free to message me on Instagram and Twitter and provide me with feedback whether it's good or bad. You can talk to me about this episode, previous episodes, or you can give me topics that you'd want me to talk about in the future. With today's episode being about players making it out of small towns, I just want to let all the younger players know that you can do anything that you set your mind to. And with that being said, I leave you with the quote from Shane Battier. And that quote is, I don't complain about playing time. My job is to play so well that the coach can't sit me. Y'all make sure to stay safe out there and wash your hands. Until next time. Well, the next thing, ladies and gentlemen, I want to share with you that some of you already know that it's hard. It's not easy.